You're listening to the Beer Mile Podcast. Well, howdy! Didn't see you back there. What you what you doing, Adam? Well, I'm just working on the crossword for the uh, Manscaped Daily Journal. Having a bit of trouble. Tough one today. What do you? Hey, listen, you got number uh, two across. Oh, that one took me a little while to figure out. Uh, using masturbation to avoid more pressing matters. That's a uh, that's procrastination. <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. Now listen, what you you get uh, you get number four. Number four. No, I don't know if I got that one. When you're ready to masturbate but have to wait for the video to buffer, I don't know. I don't know that terminology. That's Master White, brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> I do that all the time on my dial-up, my modem connection over here. Well, she, you see this advertisement for these two fine-looking young, young gentlemen? Yeah, they're, they're doing something... They're doing something where they, like, talk to people running 26.2 miles? Like, what? Well, well, I I ain't ever heard of 26.2, and I ain't ever heard nothing about the beer mile. But I tell you what, these two boys look like they're doing a mighty fine job. Very mighty fine indeed. Say what? It it says they got a a podcast on here. Why, Why don't you throw them on? All right, let's run it back with the beer mile, boys. Use code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Let's get it, dude. What's up, Beer Mile Nation? Welcome to today's episode of Chicago Marathon and Chill, a series where we drop in an episode every couple days with somebody who's competing. Uh, we have quite a few guests lined up for a quick chat. Today's guest is Frank Lara. Frank Lara, guest number one on this little mini Chicago Marathon preview series here, bringing you all the good runners, getting you, getting you, uh, seeing where everyone's head's at going the into the of, race. The cream of the crop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Frank the Tank, a great first guest for us to have on. He's only run one marathon, but he ran 211, uh, at the Houston Marathon earlier in 2022. So clearly he's gifted in the marathon distance has a lot of upside. We're expecting big things from him. He's a 27-43-10K guy on the track. And uh, as you'll see in the interview, you know, he's he's pretty confident. Uh, he He's ranking himself right up there with the top Americans to be be throwing down and, and out there competing at the top level. So uh, we're excited to see what he does. Yeah, we had a great chat with Frank. Honestly, been a long time coming. Uh, we were supposed to do an episode with uh, a little collab uh, earlier, but finally got to have him on the pod. So hope you enjoy uh, our chat with Frank the Tank. Before we get into the chat with Frank here, we do have to pay some bills. And guess who came back? We've got Manscaped. The boys are repping the the T's here. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. The boys are back. That's right. They're back. Both types of boys. You know, your boys, Adam and I, as well as uh, our couple of boys apiece. But Manscaped, worked with them for nine months, took a little break. But then, you know, there's there's just too much love. You just can't pull us apart. You know, we're like a, a South Pole and a North Pole of some magnets. Manscaped, back sponsor in the pod. So... They've been dropping some new products. You need to make sure to head to manscaped.com and use our code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off. It was a, it was a long and hairy August, but baby, like we're back. 
the the balls are finally trimmed up. The hedges are the hedges are looking the boys, clean again. The curb appeal the is boys, back. Yeah, the boys have received haircuts. You know that Adam and I, if you've listened to this pod for a while, all about the boxers, baby. I'll be wearing these at the Chicago Marathon underneath my half tights because they are no chafe. Feels so good on the boys. They don't stank either. You got your your lawnmower 4.0. All the different gels post-shave, pre-shave, everything that you could possibly need. And, and my secret weapon, my secret weapon right here, because I'm getting kind of old, so I'm getting those long nose hairs that dangle out a little bit. It's kind of, you know how old people get the ear hairs, the nose hairs. This is your secret weapon for that. The weed whacker, baby. The weed whacker, you just stick it up in your nose, trim, trim, trim. It's not going to cut you. You don't have to worry about plucking those hairs anymore. Just, mm, just... You know, you, you first you mow the lawn, you trim the hedges, and then you got to do some weed whacking to make it look nice and tidy around the edges. That's what the weed whacker does for you. So manscaped.com, use our code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping. And also, if you need to look a little more swagalicious out there on these sunny days, look no further than knock around. Knockaround.com, use code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off your order. You look good. The knockaround sunglasses, they are very affordable as well as the highest quality and the coolest styles in the games. And in my Mary Janes, you can see the studio setup. Check out those ring lights, influencer level, maximized over here. So if you wanna get swagged out, knockaround.com, use code BEERMILE, 20% off and free shipping. Okay, now that we, if you're listening to this, well, if you're listening to this, you are listening to this because why else would you hear this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, listeners. <laughs> uh, listeners, it's been a long day in the studio. This is about take number 100, you know. Finally got it in, and uh, it's gonna be. It was worth. It was worth the effort because now we have Frank the Tank, Mr. Frank Lara, chatting with other boys, chatting, chatting with us about the Chicago, <laughs> chatting with us about the Chicago Marathon. Let's get it. Chicago Marathon coming up uh, pretty quick here. You're probably getting going on the taper uh, right about now. So how? Just give us a sense of how this cycle has gone for you. How's training gone? How are you feeling? Um, where's your head at? Uh, you know, a little over a week out from the race at this point. Race really snuck up on me. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that you like try to like not think about the future too much. Just kind of like take it a week at a time. And last week I was like, oh wait, I that's 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 soon. Um, but uh, yeah, training's been going really well. Um, I did, I'll add an asterisk to that. I uh, had like a ha slight hamstring strain a few weeks ago and um, it, it was very, it felt like the world was ending for like a, a couple days. <laughs> right. And then like two weeks later felt like, like, like nothing ever happened. Um, which All right, was, so just a small blip. Yeah, small blip, but like <laughs> it was like, that was also part of the realization. Oh wait, the race is soon. <laughs> why now um but it, but it's been good uh it, it was funny like the first my first workout after that i like physically couldn't run faster than the five minute pace and i was like this 
does not bode well. And then like every workout since then has been exponentially better. Like my body, like suddenly remembered, Oh yeah, you can do this. So I I'm excited. Um, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I realistically didn't really miss that much training through that, but, uh, it's always like hard to know what, like my expectation is for myself and what I can do. Um, and I think I, I still need to like discuss with my coach, like what's realistic for me, but, um, assuming I'm feeling good, I'm just going to do what I can to go with, uh, the guys I know I want to race against. How do you, uh, or I guess, how did you temper your mindset, uh, through your little blip on, on the training? Well, uh, obviously there's like a ton of anxiety that comes out of like, Oh my God, it's like a couple weeks <laughs> away and I'm here like not working out. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to run the, uh, the uh full race <laughs> i was gonna run a half marathon in england and it was gonna be like kind of the only race i've done like leading into the marathon um and like the injury happened like the saturday beforehand so i like i think at the time i was really focused on like oh i can't do this race um and throughout that week it was a lot of like me going back and forth like is it worth going out to England for this trip. Um, mm-hmm. part of me was just excited to travel internationally. That, that was something that I, uh, after doing Valencia last year, I was like, I have to go leave the country for something every year. Cause it's so cool to like see other use. It's a good goal. Yeah. It's like, it's like really cool to have that, like be able to use the sport to like see the world. Cause I, it's, it's something that I, I definitely like don't take for granted. And, having losing that was kind of like a, a kind of a kick in the gut, but, uh, Howie, my agent and my coach, Richie, were both like, Frank, just focus on Chicago. That's what you've been getting ready for. If, if anything, you, you put, you just put that performance at risk by trying to race here. Um, so I ended up not, not leaving, had a lovely weekend instead at the, uh, Scottish Highland games at Estes park, saw some, saw some people throwing some poles, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so I, I had an otherwise wonderful weekend despite that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I don't, so, sometimes those little, uh, blips in the training can, it can be some much needed recovery or refresh period. You know, if you've been like, obviously someone who's been running for a long time, you have years and years and years compounded of training. And so a little bit of downtime maybe could even just help you, uh, get that little, little boost of recovery and absorb the training a little bit headed into the race. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm buying stock on you now that I know that you had a little downtime cause you're going to be, you're going to be refreshed <laughs> and, and ready to go going into this race. Yeah. Uh, people have been telling me that your body is just telling you what you needed. So Definitely recovered. I'm excited. That's good. I like, so I guess um, as, as far as goals, you're still working out specifics, but like if you, if you had to have like a, you know, a dream scenario, a uh, outcome of Chicago, what would like that scenario a be? And, and if you had to like fall back to a, a backup goal, what would that be? Scenario a best goal best run I've ever had would probably be being the top American. Um, I, I don't, I don't say that lightly. Like I know the field is not just on the American side, but everywhere. Like it's, 
so stacked and so everyone is so good. And, and I, I know that my friends slash competitors are all in really good, good shape. So I'm, I, I kind of look at this as like an opportunity to just, I, I know I had like some, some downtime, but I, if, if this is the race where people are going to run fast and I get to be a part of it, like I have nothing to lose, like going with whoever it may be <laughs> to try to run fast. Um, Beagle would be to PR. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so the, the, the PR is then that's like kind of the floor. That's the, mm-hmm. the minimum expectation. It sounds like. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that. In in the race itself, I guess do you do you know if there are uh pacers at a specific, you know, time like a like a 209 pacer, 208, 210 anything like that or uh are you kind of basing it off of, you know, other Americans in the race, you're just going to stick with the stick with the pack, stick with the crew and kind of collude with some of them and uh know that knows those are that are similar time goal as you. How are you going to kind of play it out on race day? It's a good question. I haven't heard anything about pacers. Uh last year I was contact potentially pace this race and come through half marathon in 63:30 or something along those lines um so i could see that being somebody somebody else doing that for the race um but i i don't know um regardless i uh do have a good idea of what kind of group i'd want to be running with so i this will be my my second marathon and the first one where I don't plan on, well, I, I wasn't planning this last time, but I don't plan on leading the entirety of it. <laughs> so far, yeah. it's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> Very good plan. I mean, it it kind of worked out. It was a pretty damn fast, uh, you know, debut time. So, you know. It, it was a weird you're, race, You're though. someone who, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. How, yeah. how, did, it, how did it play out? <laughs> well, it played out. So it was the Houston marathon last year and we, the, the Houston half and the full both start at the same time on the same starting line. They, in the same, the first like eight miles or the same course, and then they split off. I think I felt like I was the only marathoner who didn't go with the half marathon group. And I was like way behind running, like, I think like on two Oh seven pace through like four or five miles <laughs> to, to be behind, yeah, like, way, like way behind. And I, 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 I kind of stayed consistent. And then the moment we split off from the half marathon group, um, nobody wanted to lead. So we went from running like an average of like four fifty one fifty two to suddenly like me leading at like anywhere from five to five fifteen, maybe. <laughs> Which felt very odd because it, it was I was I was just kind of like running around. It was my hometown, um, so it was like cool to just like have a full view of, of my city. Um, but it was it was interesting because like we didn't. I felt like I was just kind of running and nobody was doing anything to help me um, <laughs> un- until until the final ten k, which in which my teammate uh, Luke Caldwell, who uh, ended up being a second behind me overall the final result he <laughs> caught up to us he he had he had come out gone out a lot more uh conservatively than i did but after half marathon we had definitely slowed down quite a bit and he like had been like gunning for us for a while and he passed us and just kept going and we were like back to like four low 450s after that so that, that was that was pretty cool to have like him step in and do that but uh 
yeah, it'll be interesting to not to have to to run Chicago and not ex don't I, I don't expect to be like chilling at any point. <laughs> so that'll yeah. be that'll be fun. I mean, yeah, running two eleven clearly the hard way <laughs> at, at Houston is. It should be at least a pr pretty decent, you know, confidence booster, you know, and on what your capabilities are as a marathoner going into this one. Yeah, I I'm definitely excited about it. I, I will say I did uh, die a little bit over the last like 800 meters, but I like to think that uh, <laughs> if we had been running faster, I wouldn't have been running as long time wise. So I wouldn't have gotten to that point of fatigue. This is me just justifying it in my head, of course. No, um, makes total sense. Yeah, if I'm if I, <laughs> running for five minutes longer is significantly harder than than, or for, yeah, it's significantly I mean, harder than know. running for less time. I'm just saying. That um, I mean, that's why Adam and I are so bad at the marathon because we have to run, you know, like 30, so 40 long. minutes longer than you have to run. So that it sucks for us. That just sounds so miserable. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Yeah. I'm seriously props to props to everyone who's run, run in a marathon and they're going four hours, five hours, six hours. Like that's it's imp to be able to go hard for that long is not easy by any means. So, yeah, pro I, I, props I to everyone out there. I physically couldn't do that. And that's that that's the really cool part about the event and like being at these huge races it's just like seeing so many people like going out there and like just doing their best and like just running because they can and it's like it's still a race but like it's a race for themselves for their families for their like everyone has their own support system and i think it's really cool to like see that at like the marathon distance and i think the the big races at least the ones that I've been to, um, people like hang out until the last like finishers are walking in. Like people are at the beer tent or just like, I don't know, they might've grabbed some food, but like, it's still, I feel like some races will, uh, shorter than the marathon will kind of like shut down shop and like ev everybody finishing is not as important as some of the bigger ones. Yeah. It, I think it definitely feels like a, like a, a local event that like the whole like city town is there for. Absolutely. Um, does. I'm, I'm curious, uh, I guess to shift a little bit into the race itself. Um, at what point, I guess this is only marathon number two, but at what point, um, racing with fellow Americans, uh, at what point during the race does it turn from ideally like a, a cooperative, uh, relationship to, Hey, like I'm racing, to, to beat you at this point I'm racing for to be the top dog that's a good question <laughs> um, <laughs> well when I ran Houston I I think I kind of did that with two miles to go um that was a very very different race than I envisioned this being um I I think probably about with 10k to go or so is when the race will really feel like it's starting and I I, I, I don't think people are going to be like trying to drop each other necessarily. I think it'll still be kind of cooperative, but like, it'll be like, uh, you can't hang on, get off. Let's all, let's whoever's, whoever's going, doing this, let's do this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. I'm, I'm really excited. Cause I like <laughs> my competitors, we've like commented on each other's like Strava's like, <laughs> looks like you're ready. We're doing this. We're doing this man. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. What's yeah? What's that been like leading up? Uh, kind of like talking to competitors because a lot a lot of you are our friends, uh, or at the very least, like 
you know, are in the same or similar circles. It's been, it's been cool. Um, so I, I ran Falmouth, the Falmouth seven mile, uh, in August at this year. And, uh, one of the, uh, the other athlete that was staying with me at, with this host family was Clayton Young. And he was a really cool guy, to, cool guy to get to know. And probably one of the kindest guys that I compete against. Um, and like after he knew that I was supposed to do the great North run, which is the race I was talking about earlier. And, mm-hmm. uh, after I didn't after I like, obviously didn't do it. Um, he like reached out to me like, Hey, are you okay? Is everything fine? So like <laughs> I, I, that, that, that probably came, I, I, I like the thing that that probably came with the sense of like, Oh, <laughs> maybe he won't be around for this race that I'm competing against, but also like a little bit of like Frank won't be there. I hope he's okay. Um, I hope he's like still like in going to be ready for Chicago because it's going to be a good one. Um, so th- I think there's a, there's a really cool sense of like support, but in like a, I want you to be there so I can be you kind of thing. The, well, that as well as like, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're to be the top American at a, at a marathon that doesn't have a whole lot of top tier Americans and it's like, ah, does it really count for a whole lot then? Or like, you kind of want to stake your claim. Like, I want you to be at the race so that not only can we work together for the majority of it, but like, I'll feel better about kicking your ass at the end. For like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm very upfront with, with my competitors. Like I want to beat you really badly, <laughs> but I also hope that your race goes really well. <laughs> It's, a, just, it's such yeah, an interesting right combination because like everyone's a nice, yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, a, at least in running, I feel like everyone's like a pretty nice person and everyone wants the best out of even their competitors. And it's like, okay, the, I, I just want you to do this much worse than I'm doing. <laughs> like, I want to beat you. Ideally, we all have the race of our lives. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you consider yourself more of a time like your, your goals are more based on times or more based on like places and beating people and competing. I feel like the marathons that it's really challenging to like try to go for a time just because you, there's nothing in stone about what the conditions are going to be like, what other people are going to run like, what the pacing is going to be like. So it's just, it's really hard. I, I think as a, competitor it's really hard to um bring out your best if you're like focused on time goal um my coach normally for like in terms of times he tell he gives me like a speed limit and i think that's like a lot of a safer um way to look at it because i'm not tr- i'm not like trying to go out and run like certain time if i'm like running this fast like good i don't need to go any faster and um and then you'll put like with 10k to go rip everyone's heads off right he'll say something like that um but so yeah i i would say i think time is on paper cool to see cool to have like this is my pr and every every race you could do from now on will like say like your beautiful pr and it'll be really cool for people to see and like it'll intimidate people um but that doesn't come without some level of like not thinking about it and just focusing on bracing everyone you can. Very true. 
as you've transitioned now to kind of being a marathoner from, you know, being more of a, I guess, 10K guy on the track, what has that transition been like from a training perspective? Do you, have you changed things a lot in how you train? Are you training a lot more volume? Um, Do do you like what you're doing for marathon training more? Uh, Just kind of curious what that, what that shift has been like this last uh, year or so. Yeah, the, uh, it's interesting because when I, when I trained for Houston, I did marathon training for a few months and then I switched back to the 10K. So it was, right. I, it was interesting to like, people, I, 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 not many people go and just like switch training systems back and forth. Um, but I, I'm really glad that I was able to do that because I, 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 it was kind of like a, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people, if you, if you run the marathon, you like suddenly lose your 10 K five K whatever speed. And I don't think that's true. I think it's just a matter of like, you still got, you just have to train, train that system. And I, it was a relief to like finish my season and still like have been able to run fairly, fairly fast on the track after having run a, after having already run a marathon. Um, and the difference I, I think that I've kind of noted in that, or at least that my, my coaches applied in my training is volume. Obviously I think I was doing like probably 85 to 75 miles a week when I was, uh, mainly focusing on the 10. And then before Houston, I was going like 90 to hundred. And now before Chicago, I've been doing like 95 to hundred closer to hundred for the most part. Um, so that's been a lot a lot of the change and, 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 and it, it's just, it takes so much time out of the day. <laughs> like just that extra little bit. <laughs> Very big time commitment. Yeah. yeah. I find myself. So, uh, I, I, I work for Strava as, as a community support, uh, representative. And I recently went full time and honestly I, I was, I was working part time beforehand and it was just to give myself like a schedule and like a reason to get up in the morning um, because otherwise I feel like I, I like kind of postpone going to bed and kind of postpone like getting my run in. But like when my run is like an hour and a half every day, it's just like, I need to like have a more structured life. And that that's been really helpful for me to have. Um, so I, I think it's definitely taken a lot more just like regimented daily discipline, um, to just get all the volume in, um, workouts aren't as, as intense, but they're they're kind of a couple hours or two or two or three hours. So right. that's been, that's also like, again, big part of the big part of my life. Um, so that, that's kind of been, I, I think the biggest adjustment is just the actual like amount of time it takes. What shoe are you going to be racing in? That is a great question. I bet you could guess it. It'll be, <laughs> I will be wearing the ultra vanish C C for carbon. It is ultras, uh, super shoe they released last year i was in the commercial for it which is very exciting for me um (laughs) um, yeah it's it's a carbon plated shoe with really nice foam and it is also uh has balanced cushioning slash zero drop um it it, i think they they keep it keep it a zero drop by like having it kind of has a pretty good slope on the bottom so that it like still rolls pretty well. Um, and that's, that's been a really good shoe to train in. Um, I, I, the, the nice thing about it is they'll like just send me one right before any race that I do. 
so I don't have to like worry about just a, like just a fresh fresh yeah, pair. I always have a fresh. I always have a fresh pair just for the races, and then I use that to train in for a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I really yeah. like using it um, for. I, I try try to avoid using it for like most of my workouts just because I feel like I don't want to start relying on that. Um, this the like support and foam. I feel like it'll maybe like there's there's a sense of like a little bit of muscle atrophy and like ultra's whole thing is running running more natural so i try to not not use it for every workout i do but uh for the ones that are like really really long volume and really really intense are the ones kind of that i mainly lean towards that one yeah save the cheat code for race day i like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I figured we should do an obligatory you know sponsor plug and and make sure that you get to to shout out the shoes there (laughs) yeah it'll be funny though because when i a lot lot of my teammates uh use most use their use their whatever company super shoe for most of their workouts and i'll be like working out with them and then they'll look down at me and be like i hate you frank why are you (laughs) you're not using a super shoe (laughs) (laughs) that's gotta be a good feeling to like be the only, if you're not wearing the super shoes and you're still hanging with everyone in a workout, it's almost like a, oh, that's a, a me- flex. That's like a I, got, I got extra, yeah. extra yeah. workout today that you didn't get because <laughs> I did it the hard way. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that's a really, that's yeah, it definitely is a nice little handicap buffer. If you will. I, I, I like to think that it's not like making me that much faster, just kind of like helping me stay more, um, recovered through training i guess yeah yeah correct uh biomechanics Mm -hmm. and more natural running form makes yeah it makes a lot of sense should we go to uh trivia adam yeah let's do trivia does this mean i ask you down for a little let's do it i mean if if you if you want to ask us go for (laughs) it you pull the uno reverse i don't have anything to say (laughs) (laughs) why did i I bring that up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right we've got some trivia questions that are centered around uh the chicago marathon oh boy (laughs) all right we'll we'll give you we'll give you a couple um okay so question number one how many ice bags are at the finish line um is it one per participant there can't that, that would be way too many I, I'm overthinking this. Let's say, <laughs> let's say 500. Oh, there's, there's five digits in the number. Oh my. Your, your original instinct was about right. One okay. per participant is, uh, is pretty dang close. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll go. Do you know how many participants are in the Chicago? I, I don't. I guess maybe I that's really, This is all okay. guessing. These are all, this is so, all guessing. <laughs> So Chicago, let's see, it's a pretty popular city. I don't know what the population is. Um, we're going to say... I love the mental gymnastics behind it. It's probably not a nice round number. We'll say 74,368. I think you got, all, you got very big. close to half. Or you got yeah. very close to double. It's 38,500. Okay. I, I, feel, say, if I feel like you'd be a fun, you'd be a fun person to play trivia with because this is exactly how I plan. I'm like, okay, like, so based on these things that I don't really know anything <laughs> about, here's my answer. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so bad at trivia. I, so maybe it's in my strategy. I don't know. 
Maybe we need to um, know more things. So the amount of participants is 40,000. That'll help you for a lot of these, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. How many porta potties are in the race? Porta potties. Let's see. I I should have taken a closer look at the course map. I'm gonna I'm gonna say there's probably porta potties at every couple miles. It, you're, yeah. you're, and this uh, includes start and finish line too. Yeah, we're saying yeah. just like everywhere, yeah. start finish every your, mile on the your course. Your hint is that this one is four digits. Okay, so we'll, we'll do. Uh, can I get you a calculator for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Do it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> do with, some with math. Yeah, you gotta walk us through the math on this one. All right, so um, I'm gonna say about there's probably a porta potty area. I would say probably like 25 times throughout the race, including start and finish. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and we're gonna say each area. Uh, the start probably has a lot more. Uh, <laughs> I am okay. We're gonna do 30, 30 areas, and we're gonna do seven porta potties per area. That's you said four digits. This math isn't even working out. Okay, I, I, well, I think you're about. You're on the right track. Think about start, finish, plus at every stop. Okay. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think, I think you need to just add in way Wait. more for the start, finish on do... top of your, you know, 30 stops. <laughs> I think you just need to add way more for that piece. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this doesn't check out. I'm going to count them when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a hard time. <laughs> See, I actually think that this one seems high to me as well. I mean, it's probably... If it's what they say, it's what they say. But think about when you go into a porta potty, like right before the start of a marathon, like how full they are, as well as the lines. Like normally, a line for a porta potty, not in the elite area, but like you know, in the normal normal person area, you're talking like 50 people in line sometimes. So how it seems to me like this four digit number, like 40,000 people divided by yeah, I guess, but like 40,000 runners divided by a thousand, say a thousand porta potties. 40, 40 bath, like 40, uh, poops in each toilet. I feel like there's way more than 40 poops in each toilet by the oh, time. That's what you're, saying. Okay. You're, you're throwing yeah. so yeah. much more work into this than I expected to do. <laughs> I'm, uh, I feel like it's, it can't be more than, than I'm going to, I'm going to say 1400. That's really close. close. It's 1500. Uh, 1500. That still just seems so crazy. I guess. Feels, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I appreciate the hint. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been anywhere near that without the hint though. Too nice. <laughs> some of these are wild. Like you're okay. You're let's do one last one. Um, this one has five digits in it. How many bananas are provided to runners? How many bananas are provided to all the runners? Yes. <laughs> Does that include ones that aren't that aren't eaten? <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is how many bananas the marathon Bank of America Chicago right. Marathon. <laughs> got a lot of these might get event. thrown away. They're not necessarily okay. all going all right. to get eaten. All right. <laughs> uh, and how many how many participants were there again? 
40,000. 40,000. And this is also five digits. I feel like I want to say it'll be... I'm trying to think. Would they provide more than one per person? And these are only... Are these only at the finish line? I think they do have bananas throughout on a couple of the the stops. hydration uh, areas. I think yeah. there's maybe a couple stops that do have like bananas and oranges. That's a game changer. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 50,000. That's pretty close. It's 75 K. Okay. Yeah. About, about to a person. Yeah. Wow. I feel pretty good about Adam, I, I think Adam's generous going to yeah. Adam. You're generous given the five digits, man, that given the, uh, the number I, of dude, digits. I mean, if, if somebody, if somebody asked me these questions, I'd be like bananas. I don't know. Like, well me, like if, if I'm running a race, like I'll bring three for myself. So like, oh, I would, I would guess like a hundred thousand. That's like way <laughs> off. Yeah. Now, now I'll ask you guys how much, how many bananas are at the event that other people bring? Total. Oh, see, that's probably like that's probably like two hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, for sure, people bring all of their own <laughs> shit. You've got people who aren't racing who are just having snacks, chowing down on bananas. It's banana central. <laughs> Chicago is known as the capital of bananas. Yeah, yeah obviously, that's, <laughs> that's what I hear at least. That's the real takeaway. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we need to do trivia more often. This is good. This is yeah. This is a new podcast edition here. Uh, some some stupid trivia, like meaningless trivia though. Not not like yeah. trivia that's actually helpful that someone is it, all, it is would it show their smart. Meaningless. Somebody was in charge of deciding who how many bananas to get. So I think this is important to them. I, they, that's there true. Is, there is meaning to this. That's true. There's some math modeling to Decisions like figure out you know, how many bananas last year. And oh, true, true. <laughs> All right, a, a couple other fun uh, closeout questions here for some other predictions for Chicago. So what do you think will be the fastest men's and women's finishing time, the winner's times? Mm. I, I, haven't even, I haven't even factored in the weather. What's the weather going to look like? The weather is going to... We've, we've decided the weather is going to be good. Okay. Weather's it's looking pretty, pretty good. All right. All right. Yeah. Assume, assume ideal conditions. We're going to say 204.48 for the men. Or should that, well, for the men. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. for the women's race, I will say. Two seventeen twenty three. 23. I like the specificity. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is significantly less exciting than the previous question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well then this, this we will spice it up a little bit then. All right. So other, other prediction then who will be the top three American men in the race? Um, in no particular order, it'll be <laughs> me, <laughs> my friend Connor, Mance. You you probably know mm -hmm. of him. And heard of, I've heard of him. Yeah. You know Clayton's been working out with Connor pretty consistently, so I feel like 
I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about Clayton. Clayton Young. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love how you threw in the, in no particular order, but it was clearly in that exact the, order. I, I, so first. I, yeah. I mean, people are free to make their own assumptions. <laughs> not even deny it. I like it. I, I'm going to do my best to ensure the order that I want it to be. I like, I like it. You know, and I'll get over it if I fail. You, <laughs> you've got the, you've got the experience at least. You know, Connor's, Connor's a newbie. He doesn't know what yeah. he's doing. You're going to have to show him the ropes out there. You're, yeah, he, you're a veteran at this. He'll point. be so lost. <laughs> I like, I tro- I, I like totally picture him just like asking, "Hey Frank, is this, is this, are we doing this right? Is this okay?" The whole time. <laughs> um, when, when does the wall come? Uh, we should be getting the wall soon, right around mile twenty. He's gonna be, so he's gonna be like saying like. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like like looking over me over his shoulder with like a mile to go saying hey frank do i look okay and i'll be like dying <laughs> um but what, what i what i learned at houston um i didn't mean to do this but uh one of the other athletes was like i i, I so i was enjoying my hometown and like <laughs> i'd see people from my high school like wearing my like high school letterman i'd like wave and like this guy next to me would be like, would like tap my shoulder, be like, "Hey, focus!" <laughs> and I was, I was just having a good time, um, but I, I didn't understand what he was saying, so I probably asked him to repeat himself like five or six times. <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Quit!" He's like, "Quit fucking around!" Like, <laughs> focus. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that uh, like detracted from your performance, or was it like kind of like kept you not in the zone, but like kept you comfortable? I think it kept me comfortable. I feel like I. I don't do this to be in pain for two hours. You know, <laughs> I do it because I love it, and I feel like I should enjoy it as much as I can. Um, but what, what what I learned from that is, with if I if I really want to bother one of my teammates, if they say something to me, just like act like I don't hear them, over and over and over again. <laughs> See if I can tire them out. Just like just like <laughs> just try to get them a little bit out of breath. You know. Connor or Clayton or someone will whisper something in my ear. My ear be like, "Sorry, what? What'd you say? <laughs> what? What? I didn't catch I that." Feel, I feel like I feel like now I, I'm gonna bet money on Frank because I know that the mental tactics are there. <laughs> He's got the mental game down to a science. Yeah, but again, a lot of it's unintentional. <laughs> No, no. So you're just an artist yeah. at, at fucking with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the Houston half a couple years ago, um, I remember being about seven miles in and, and I turned to foot some Zenisolase. My I had like a, a group of my high school friends were like right there. I was like waved at them and I was like, Footsome, those are my friends. <laughs> and he just looked at me and was like, what are you doing? Um, yeah a big challenge for me i think will be um trying not to like strike up conversation (laughs) in this race we'll see we'll see how it goes um well hopefully we can give you a a reason to wave at some point during the race (laughs) i'll be looking forward to it yeah what yeah, what sh- what should we yell at you? Um, or and get we'll get all of our our friends that are going to be spectating as well. We can all yell something at you at a couple points. What what would you like tank to hear? What's going to stand tank. out? Tank the tank. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I I didn't give myself the, the, that nickname, 
I'm pretty sure it is that. For, it's from, that's why it's a good nickname. Yeah, is that from Animal House originally? Does that sound right? It's I from a movie. It's from. Um, anyway, um, at, so at 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 Strava, we use uh, Slack for like internal messaging. It's like a web based app for talking to people, um, and you can update your name to the, on that and. Uh, when I started at Strava, my name was Frank from Strava. So like to everyone internally at the company, they'd see my name as Frank from Strava. And uh, <laughs> as like time, people were like every now and then would be like, hey, I don't know if you know, you'd notice that your name is this. Like, yep, I, yep, that's intentional. Most people, it's just that's their name. Purpose. <laughs> um, but I've, since I like, I keep like changing iterations of my name. Um, it was probably Frank the Tank at one point. It, there's Frank from Strava by Ultra for a bit. And then uh, I just recently updated it to just Frank now. That's that's the full thing, just Frank now. The full thing, yeah. just Frank. Yeah, and one of my coworkers like, used it as a, like abbreviated JFN. Like, this is my new identity. I really like this. So, you know, call me whatever you want. Um, I, 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 I'll leave it up to your creative um creative uh outlet whatever whatever you want to call me i'm sure i i have a hard time listening for things but uh if, if anything it'll give me something to focus on to just keep my just, just keep listening somebody's <laughs> gonna say something weird i'm gonna <laughs> be waiting for it yeah make sure to do it on the back half of the course when there's less spectators so that way it stands out a little bit more maybe yeah. maybe run alongside you and you know paint our chest or something like that we'll we'll see we'll, we'll make sure to get your attention out there don't worry perfect i awesome. love that cool and anything else uh any, any other plugs that you want to give to our listeners words of advice anything else that you want to leave the people with um People, listeners of the Beer Mile podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. It was a pleasure uh, having y'all listen to me talk to these guys. Um, and I, if you're running Chicago, have a great race. I hope I beat you regardless. If you're not running <laughs> Chicago, um, if you run at all, just have a great run or or don't. You know, some people don't enjoy running, and that's that's fine. But just be happy, live your life, and do what you love. That's what I got. Hell yeah. I wish I had a beer. I'd, I'd, I'd drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Frank. Thanks for, thanks for coming on.